Welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come to discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney with Your Marketing University and the host of the Driving Your Marketing Podcast. We are here to talk about fun, cool marketing stuff because what happens out there, so many entrepreneurs that I meet in today's world, they start their thing, they're awesome, they're excited about their widget, they're passionate about what they're doing, but then they don't know how to sell it very well. And that's because, you know, marketing is kind of one of those things that tends to be kind of scary and it's talked down about in a lot of our society. I think people think that it has to be complicated and it's, you know, I've even had people say black magic and voodoo before, okay? So, but marketing doesn't have to be that way. It should be easy, it should be fun, it should be something that you enjoy doing and it's gonna help when it's done right, help you really grow your business. And so I do this show to bring in cool, fun people that I meet from throughout the world to share their experiences, things that they do, what kind of marketing tactics they're using, what are some of the strategies out there, some of the tools and the resources that they have out there. And today I have brought in Mika Cooney, and she is a South African born, but she now is in the, the States. She's an international award-winning photographer, TV host, publisher, published author, speaker, and business branding and video marketing expert. So Mika, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me on, Eli. Always great to chat to you. <laughs> yeah, and so we had a cool, cool conversation. It started from a previous guest on our show, uh, Honoré Corder, had talked to you and said, hey, you should reach out to Eli to be on his show, and started a conversation, and next thing you know, we're talking about Infusionsoft stuff, which is all kinds of fun, and of course, you know, you're doing some really fun stuff, and that's one of the reasons why I did want to have definitely have a chat with you and have you share what's going on because you are really pushing the video marketing world and helping people become more professional um, when it comes to using video to market themselves and feel more comfortable and confident with it too which is a lot of fun so tell us a little bit about your background how did you get started in all this stuff oh yeah sure well if we have to reverse back um the start of the internet in 19 was it 97 in south africa and i remember south africa we were still um that was before we had the elections and we were still very much ostracized by the rest of the world and we obviously got things very late but um i do remember my husband and i were newlyweds and we the first time we ever saw the internet it was like wow this is going to change the world and at the time um i had graduated the year that mandela had came into power so there was a lot of uh, political upheaval in 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 the country and um, I decided not to go to college but I decided I would throw myself into work and finding something creative or um, that I could work in and eventually found myself attracted to website design so for um, a good five or six years my husband and I built our own web design company in South Africa this is the days of front page and Netscape <laughs> so this is like way back mm -hmm. and we literally would buy an HTML mail book and I'd start figuring out the design and just really try to figure out how things worked on our own and then um, we had the opportunity um, a few years later, my husband had then, uh, we developed an online engineering directory, an advertising directory, and we had the opportunity to take it overseas. So we packed up house and uh, I was pregnant at the time with my second child, my, my eldest was two. So we moved country, had a baby and started a business within six months. And that wow. was um, an interesting an interesting move, I must say. We were like, I would not, not advise doing it that way. <laughs> but um, again, we, we arrived in England with a 
complete culture shock, even though we both speak English. Um, it was, you know, a different way of doing business. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always had my, my foot involved in the online marketing world. I've always been a very eager learner, trying to keep up with what's new in the, in the zoo. And um, I've loved the arts. I've, always, I've been a ballet dancer since I was young. And I have the opportunity to actually work as a TV broadcaster or a pre- TV presenter, as we call it in England, where I hosted an, um, a live morning breakfast show in a little town called York where we lived. And it was literally like, okay, we would arrive at this this mansion and the director would hand me a, a leaflet and say, oh, this is, read up about what this place is about. Now are we going to start shooting in 10 minutes? And I'd be like, um, okay, no script. Totally off the cuff. It was like really B-grade lighting. I look at some of the old footage now, I'm like, oh my gosh, we had that on live TV. That was awful. <laughs> and um, doing that for a year really taught me how to think on my feet. And um, I just really fell in love with the whole visual medium, you know, like uh, video and TV. And I just loved talking and, you know, speaking to people and interviewing people. Um, and I must say, I, I forgot to mention, back in South Africa when I first got married, I really wanted, was interested in TV. So I actually worked in a TV production company behind the scenes and had the opportunity to actually get trained how to read um, kind of news style, you know, with like the auto cue we call it or the teleprompter where you have to read a script like you're reading the news. Mm-hmm. And um, so that whole thought process is kind of what – but I, just, I hated that whole – feeling that you had to do things very stiff, like this is what, you know, very robotic, you've got to you know, learn it that way. So that's why I was like, there's got to be a better way of communicating with people that seems more authentic. So, you know, fast forward a few years and then decided, um, fell in love with photography as a medium and decided to turn my passion into a business. And of course, coming from the business background, it was a fairly easy way to start up a business. And then fast forward about six years, um, had established my business we had the opportunity again to move from England to the USA. So within eight years, we'd immigrated twice and started our businesses again twice. So I'd had um, my photography business and my husband had his online business. So we started in the US again. And um, in total, I've been a professional photographer for about 12 years. And I've always loved online marketing because I'm a real nerd when it comes to, like, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. infusion soft and marketing campaigns and conversions and all that funny, all that jazz and still being able to keep that sort of performance creative side of me. And now, um, you know, like sort of 18 years down the road, I've, I've sort of all those things I've learned have converged to a stage where now I'm very passionate about helping other people learn and grow from my own mistakes. Because, boy, I made a ton of mistakes realizing <laughs> and learning these the hard way. Because I tell you, I've graduated from the School of Hard Knocks several times over. Mm-hmm. So... So for me now, what I really find is taking all that knowledge and, and now we are at a really critical and the most exciting time, I feel, in terms of pe- being able to have a, a run a business, especially with online marketing. I mean, advertising has never been this cheap before. It's never been so easy to reach people through social media um, and being able to get your, your name out there. I mean, even 10 years ago when I was trying to you know, get clients from my photography business, I'd spend at least $8,000 a year on print advertising. You know, and there's no ways of monitoring what actually works. So I just feel now everything is converging. I mean, with the likes of Periscope that's going crazy at the moment and video and YouTube and everything makes it so much easier for the individual or the business to actually reach their ideal clients. And even more so, what makes me even more passionate is by using video, people get to know the real you. Because, you know, I've loved reading blogs, but for me, things come alive when I can see somebody, see their the expressions on their face, you know, see their, their, their body movements. And um, you can kind of get a really good feel of who somebody is 
when you actually see them on video. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, all that has um, come into play. And um, for the past two years, I've had my own uh, video podcast show called Mamika TV. As of right now, um, I'm actually on a summer break and I'm going to be starting season two in the fall. And I've had the opportunity to speak to over 80 really successful entrepreneurs um, who've been able to make a business out of their passion. And using video as a medium has really helped these these entrepreneurs tell their story in a more authentic way and to reach people and, and to get people to know, like, and trust them even more. So it's been a really fun journey, you know, having these conversations like we are having today. Right. Awesome. You know, that's quite the story. And there's a couple of points. I almost stopped you there for a couple of things. Like one of them was, you know, back in 97, starting a web design company using FrontPage and Netscape. I have to tell you, that's kind of where I was. I think mine was 95 or 96 is when I did that. And that is, you know, FrontPage had just was barely coming out. As a matter of fact, the website that the first website I rebuilt had been built with the, the beta version of Microsoft <laughs> Publisher. And yeah, it was really, really And it was bad. so glitchy. It was like, oh my uh-huh. gosh, this thing is not straight. Why is it not straight? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one was so bad that this was, this was actually designed by the manager of the ISP that I had worked for. And the reason I took it on myself to figure out how to fix it was because it was really embarrassing. Not only was it a bad design using, a, you know, Publisher was an awful program, really. Um, but it was so bad. He... You know, like most websites you go to, they have like a homepage and services and about us and typical navigation buttons that you see to all the to get to all the different pages. Ours had all of those, and it also had page five, page six, page seven, and page eight because he couldn't figure out how to get the buttons off the template he was using. That's how bad it was, and I'm like, oh yeah, this this is scary. And so that's how I learned. I actually learned HTML. Then I fell in love with Photoshop because I figured out okay, I can code, but I have to have pretty pictures as well. And that's how I started my first web design company, which was, it's so funny because you go back and you think about how far the world has come, especially in such a short, short amount of time. Um, so yeah, it was so funny. We've got some very, very similar backgrounds from that starting point. It's pretty cool. Now, something that you said in here, I think is really important. You've, you've done so much. I mean, you've traveled, you've relocated to different countries a couple of times in that time frame. But one of the things you said, one specific thing that made a huge difference that I think people need to really pay attention to is you learn to think on your feet. And as entrepreneurs, I think that's a really, really powerful tool that it's a skill that we need to learn and we need to be aware of is realizing that there is no straight line. You know, things are always going to change. The world never does play the cards the way we want them to. It's going to it's going to play around with us and you never know how things are going to evolve and how things are going to shift. We've had you know, economical shifts. We've had, um, you know, for me, I moved from from Phoenix to Portland two and a half years ago, and that was a big shift for me from everything. And I've gotten my businesses doing better now than it ever did. And it's also brought me to the point of more and more of my clients not even being where I am locally, which makes it even better because now that becomes I become location independent by doing that, but I had to stop and think about how to design my business to make that happen and be willing to change and shift along the way. And I think it's a really powerful skill. Um, and you've done it you know, phenomenally with the way you've evolved from your web design business to doing the TV stuff to starting your photography business and now becoming a trainer and a coach to help other people out. It's, a, it's really cool to see that journey along the way and how you didn't let any of these things stop. You said, okay, now what's the next step? What's the next evolution? 
Exactly. And I just feel like, you know, having that attitude that um, you need to always be prepared to pivot. And I think it also comes back from my background. You know, growing up in South Africa, um, you know, we, we were a country that the world lost touch of. You know, we got, we weren't allowed to import goods. We weren't allowed to export. And, you know, us South Africans can be a fairly stubborn bunch because we, we <laughs> learned this thing. It's a South African saying that's a broodmarker plant, meaning a farmer makes a plan. Like if, if you had planted a harvest and it didn't turn out the weather, uh, destroyed your harvest, you literally need to make a plan. Like, okay, don't sit there and cry. Pull yourself together, put your big girl panties on, and figure out a way how to fix this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing, failure can keep you stuck or it can motivate you. So for me, it's almost like, okay, if something isn't working, first of all, you need to put your hand up and say, okay, something's not working, let me take, you know, realize it's not working and be willing to change. Because I think a lot of us can wait too long to change mm-hmm. and we don't see the signs. Now, growing up in South Africa, like I mentioned, I'd always wanted to do something in the arts, but in, back in those days, you never had the opportunity. Someone to do anything in the arts was like you just, there wasn't, that just, you didn't do that. You were either a lawyer, an accountant, a secretary, or a stay-at-home mom. I mean, the options were very few. But we did grow up with a very good sense of entrepreneurial spirit in our country, which is probably why we are, a lot of us are pioneers in, in what we do. And that there was always ways of making things. Like I remember growing up, my grandfather had a, had a garage at the side of a house. And, you know, you couldn't just order something of Amazon. If you, you couldn't find a, a part for a car or a bike. You'd have to take metal and meld it. Like if, it's a, if there isn't something that's already made, you need to figure out a way of how to make it yourself. So growing up with that sort of attitude, like, how can I think of this from the outside? You know, the, the, the solution's not going to present itself right in front of me. Kind of like, how can you think and look at it at different angles to then look at the opportunities and see how you can take advantage of that? Um, and I suppose it does help that um, my, my dad is Greek and he's been a serial entrepreneur my whole life. I, I grew up with business. They had the business from home. Mm-hmm. And I remember answering the phone as young as four you know, Mika Construction, good day. <laughs> my dad had um, named the company after me. So for me, I'd always seen those struggles, you know, entrepreneurship from the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, you, you're going to have feast and you're going to have famine. But as long as you stay the course and you know what you're passionate about, but you're prepared to pivot when it's needed. So for instance, if something political happened in the country, all the prices, the prices of gas or petrol would go through the roof. You know, there was no guarantee of tomorrow. There was no guarantee that, you know, Money was safe as houses. It could all be gone tomorrow. And with that mindset, it's always been like, okay, you know, I'm doing this now, but there's no guarantee that I'll be doing this in five or ten years' time as the economy shifts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, maybe here in the States, a lot of people took the 2008 crash really hard. But growing up in South Africa, that was common occurrence. You know, the economy would tank, and here we go again. It's happened several times. Usually every three years there was something that caused some, some major drama and people would close their businesses or restart new ones or change and shift their working careers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, having that does definitely help to kind of look and, and also being willing to see opportunities. Because, you know, I think if, if we look at things and we see competition as a threat or we see, oh, somebody else is doing what I'm doing, um, nobody can do, how, do that job or that project or that run that business like you can because we all are unique. We all have our own story, our own worldview. And I think if we can hone into what we do best and how we feel we can help other people and provide a service and a business that really does, you know, impact people based on what we know we can be, being ourselves, because that's a big problem. And, and you know, and it just goes back to, you know, being authentic and finding the need, filling the need, and then finding a great way to, co- to connect with people, I think is key. Right. That is awesome. Now, speaking of pivoting and how, you know, how to be prepared to change, you your whole 
you know, your whole message right now is based around branding and it definitely using video as a tool. And you talked about like uh, Periscope as a tool that's, it's hot right now. Everybody is jumping on board with it. I have it downloaded. I have yet to actually watch somebody's Periscope or actually do my own, uh, but it is on the list. It's actually, the app is on my phone, but that, you know, we have all these wonderful tools that are coming out to us and it's so cool because they're coming out so fast and making it so we can build an audience and be authentic. You said something very important uh, early on by using video, people get to know the real you. And I love that because, I mean, so many times we tend to think that we have to think in that old school mentality where we're kind of hiding behind a corporation and nobody trusts corporations anymore. Now people want to get to know a face, a person who represents that. And you do such a great job of sharing that. So let's talk about that for a bit. Yeah, I mean, and this comes down to the fundamentals of people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And business is personal. I don't care what people say. Those days of, oh, it's just business, it's not personal. It doesn't work anymore. Unless you can connect with me and I can understand that you get me and what you have to offer is going gonna, is gonna to help me and have more of a service mentality to the way we run our businesses, I think that's where we're going to see a lot of success. Now, the thing is, you know, Back in the day where you would start something, you know, even when we start in college, we think we're going to have this career for the rest of our life and that's it. That's not how things work anymore. We really need to be open to looking at new ways. And, you know, we can, on the flip side, we can often get really confused and overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude. Like as you said, Periscope is another thing to add to your to-do list. But at the end of the day, a lot of people work with me and I do um, business consulting with them. That they'll say to me, like, for example, oh, you know, I tried Facebook ads and they didn't do it work so well. And I don't know why, why that's not working so well. So what kind of um, social media platform should I be on? And I, and I always say to them, that's actually the wrong question. The reason you're not getting Facebook ads, that's more like a symptom of something you started or you, you didn't get right in the beginning. And that's why I've become so passionate about branding. I mean, when I want to learn something, I'm on that mindset. I'll throw myself into becoming, the, you know, the pursuit of mastery. How can I learn as much about this topic and see what the best minds and people in the world are doing about this topic. And what I realized is, you know, you know, coming from the online marketing background, this, this, the tools we can use, Facebook and Twitter, and whether you, de- you know, however you design websites or whatever uh, software you use, is irrelevant unless you get the right message. So as we start to backtrack, you know, the, 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 the Facebook ads that isn't working is actually a symptom that you haven't positioned your business and got it in, in with the right branding. Now, a branding is really important in terms of how do you want your business to be seen by people? Who are you attracting and who are you trying to serve, service? Like who is your ideal client? And I see this a lot, especially in the creative industry that I've worked in. People want to, they see somebody else having a successful business and they mm-hmm. think, oh, I need to do what so-and-so is doing it because look how many hundreds of thousands of Facebook likes they've got or look how, how, <laughs> how many hearts they've got on their periscopes. And you think, oh, because they're doing that, I better do the same thing. But that's actually the wrong mindset to have. The best mindset is to first think about what it is that you personally have to offer, you know, how it is it that your business is serving people and who are your ideal customers. Because once you know who your customers are, then you can figure out where they hang out. Like for me, I don't spend any time on Google Plus because I know my ideal customer isn't there. My ideal customer is, you know, a female entrepreneur, you know, usually between the ages of 30 and 45 who understands that business is important. She wants to, you know, contribute to her family and she wants to get things done quickly and efficiently. You know, like she's 
probably very much like me, you know, mompreneur, balancing a lot of plates, trying to like show me how to do something. Mm-hmm. And that is what I know that if I can speak to that ideal person, she will then resonate with what I have to offer. So when I, I talk about the tools and the skills and the, the, you know, the periscopes I do and the webinars that I do, the content is really aimed for her. And I can then be on the places that she's at so I can then really be efficient with my marketing dollars. So I don't have to waste my money on spending time, effort, and, and money on places that my ideal customer is not. So it's like a process. You have to start at the beginning. You can't just jump ahead and say, okay, let's just do ads. If you don't know who you're aiming at, you're kind of throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping it'll stick. <laughs> yep. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's, say, you know, that's actually a tagline of mine. That's actually a tagline of mine is uh, stop the spaghetti against the wall marketing. And yeah, that makes so much sense because so many people do that. And I'm a tool guy. I'm a, I'm a resources and plugins and what software and what platforms and all this kind of stuff. I'm a gadget type of guy. But it, it's so funny because a lot of people don't realize they'll come to me. It's like, okay, well, what tool should I be using to help me do have a create a better Twitter following? And I'm like, well, first off, I, why are you using Twitter? Because I don't know that that's necessarily where you should be. And they and they haven't stopped and had that first question. And you put it down really, really well is, you know, what do you have to offer and who is your ideal customer? Because if you can't answer those questions, then you, it doesn't really matter what the platform is, where you go. You you can't go at the right places. And I use the like an analogy of a dartboard. If you've ever played darts, you know, if you're just, you know, throwing a dart against the wall, hoping that maybe it gets in the bullseye without actually aiming, yeah, you're probably going to hurt somebody. But if you actually aim for the bullseye, you're more likely to hit it. Exactly. I mean, if we know, and I mean, I, and the reason I talk about this so passionately, and I know we had this conversation, what was the last week about my ideal customer, is that mm-hmm. I've had to pivot as my business has changed. And sometimes I've been so scared to let go and almost, um, you know, repel people. And that's what I teach is I say, you know, you want to create a magnetic marketing strategy, right? But part of being magnetic is that you have to be prepared to repel the wrong people. And I made this mistake so many times over with my previous businesses that I was trying to appeal to everybody because I thought that if I said no to this type of client that I was saying no to potential business and who wants to say no to money, right? But what I just what I found was that by taking on a client who's not a great fit, first of all, the expectations are all wrong. What I think they want and what they end up getting are two different things. They get upset or they, you know, they feel let down. And it eventually affects your bottom line and your referrals. Who wants to leave, have a, um, a client who walks away unhappy, right? You're not going to get any business from that. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to realize that um, we don't have to please everybody. And as long as we know who we're speaking to, it's kind of like, you know, like if I go shopping for a pair of shoes um, and I want a certain style, I will tune out everything else that does not fit that criteria because I'm not a, a browser. I go and, and get what I want and get out. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a black, you know, a pair of pair of four inch black heels. Not that I wear those those high ones, but you know, I'm <laughs> honed into that one product. Right. Everything else, you know, winter boots and Uggs and you know sandals are not on my to do list, and I'm not even going to see that. And that's what we need to do. What our brand is, it's it's, it's something that it's. It's how people feel about us. It's how people, it's everything from the words that we use to our headshot photo, which is another one, mm-hmm. um, you know, taglines, the colors and fonts that you use, like how are you showing up in the world? Are you consistent? Do you look the same across all social media platforms or are you changing your mind every few seconds? You know, <laughs> all of that builds that unspoken elements of trust. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel, you know, branding is the most important part of developing a marketing strategy because it helps you figure out where you're going. 
then you can put all, all the pieces in, into place. Right. And that, and it really does make sense. And you, and you said something really awesome there, you know, create your, uh, create a magnetic marketing message, but be prepared to repel people as well. And I think that's the part that so many people have fear in because they're afraid of turning down business, turning down customers. When spend, you know, especially if you're starting out, that's a really, really scary because we tend to think it's okay. Okay. I got to pay the bills. So I need every client that I can potentially get when, a lot of times when you actually set those boundaries and you actually have your right message together, then you're going to repel the people that are actually going to be the, the less than perfect clients. And I can always tell, you know, for as many years as I've been in business, the clients that I've taken on that I said, you know what, this really isn't the great, greatest client, but I really could use the money. They've been the biggest pain in the butt I've ever had. And so that's what we don't want to have happen. Now, as you're going through all of this stuff, you know, your, your big specialty obviously is in video. So let's talk about how, how are you, how do you, would you repair, um, excuse me, how would you recommend somebody to get started with that when they've got their message, they know who their target market is. What's, you know, what are some of the basic things they need to know if they're going to use video to start building their brand? Definitely. Well, first of all, and this is something that I work um, on as you know, part of Foundational in my course called Confident Video, is that it's really working on the mindset first. Because I don't know, I, I mean, we've, I've spoken to hundreds of people, especially women, tend to be very sort of shy and like, oh, I couldn't put myself on video. I'm okay with just, um, you know, by uh, putting my voice out there, but I don't really want people to see me because we're so critical of the way we look and how we, I mean, even for me, I see pictures of myself and go, oh my gosh, does my hair really look like that? <laughs> or, you know, we get very critical. And a lot of the time is we, we stop ourselves in our tracks from getting to the next stage because we're too scared or like Periscope. Oh, I couldn't, I don't even know what to say on Periscope, so I'm not going to try. Or I don't know how to create um, a video using my iPhone because the text sounds so so complicated. A lot of the time it's we put these own obstacles in our mind and we think mm -hmm. it has to be harder than it actually is. Mm -hmm. So unless we go, okay, you know what, this isn't so bad. We need, okay, just need to get over ourselves. This is what I am. I, I mean, I speak to my friends and my family and people on a daily basis and so nobody's freaking out giving me these weird looks like, oh, did you say that? Oh, did, did you really wear that? I mean, who does that, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's these weird... Uh, uh, tapes we play in our mind that, oh, what are they going to think of this? And, oh, what are they going to think of that? And most of the time, people are not thinking that. They are like, what are you going to tell me that's valuable to me? I'm sitting here. I need to know how to grow my email list. What are you teaching me in this video or on this blog post or any kind of uh, content you put out there? What's in it for me? Mm -hmm. So that's definitely it's what's important is. And then why I feel that video really transcends a lot because you would need to write a lot of words to convince somebody. But you, within a few words, by them having their eye contact with you, by you looking at the camera, they get a feel for the way you are and you can then really be genuinely yourself. And, you know, most people are not trained actors. And this is what, um, you know, I found, you know, when I with my broadcasting training, I didn't like that feeling of, you know, you have to put on this sort of, um, this attitude or you just have to be like a drone and, and nobody does that. So why video is doesn't have to be as intimidating as you think is because you just have to be you. You just have to be like we're having a conversation right now. I mean, I say all the weirdest things like I have, fa you know, famous words like fabulous or styling and awesome sauce and mm -hmm. that's how I talk. So that's how I'm going to come across in video. Right. So when people see me on video or they read an email from me 
or um, they read a book that I've written, they know this is Namika, this is who she is, this is her brand, and they will either love me or hate me, and that's fine. You know, like Taylor, Taylor Swift is the haters going to hate, and that's cool. You guys, that's fine. I don't need to waste my time with that, but I want to speak to people who genuinely get me, and for video, it's one of the most effective ways to quickly break down the barriers of trust. Like if people don't trust you, this is one way for you to get to understand who this person is. And, then, and what gets me even more excited is the ability to create connection. Because mm-hmm. without connection, people will not believe a word you're saying. But if you can be genuine and you can show who you are and they can get to know you and get to build a relationship, then all the better. It's like dating, right? Business dating. Mm-hmm. You're not going to yeah. go up to some guy or some girl in the bar and go, hey, honey, you want to get married? You know, that's kind of creepy. You'd be like, ew, <laughs> go away. That's like gross. You know, most people I know would just be like freaked out by that. But right. as business owners, we tend to do that all the time. We think we can just shove our spammy or salesy sales mm-hmm. pitch in front of someone's face and they're going to buy. And but it's like, I don't know you yet. How could you ask me out on a date? You don't even know my name. So, yeah, that's why I think video is, you know, going to be, especially going forward, one of the, the most effective um, mediums to really get your message across. Right. Well, and something to share with that, I want to share a story that, that happened a couple of years ago when I was, I was actually doing a video um, quite often. It was like my part of my Monday thing where I'd have just a short 10 minute video of something marketing related that I would share. And, and I, when I do these, I'm very casual. I don't dress up. I'm, I'm usually I'm in a t-shirt because that's me. That's part of my personality. And I actually had somebody comment they sent me a message. They didn't even comment publicly. They sent me a message and said, um, hey, Eli, you really should, should step up your look and do a good background and quit wearing the, the wrinkled T-shirts because it, you just look unprofessional. And I, and I stopped and mm. I look at him. I'm like, well, first off, um, I don't care because I'm looking for a certain type of person who isn't going to care about that. The content yeah. is what's important. And the funny thing is that I've had – Even out of that same video, I had other comments that people posted publicly on, thank you so much, that was so awesome, I really appreciate you sharing it, those kind of things. And that one person, I'm looking at all the people who had commented versus him, and I don't remember who this was, but this guy obviously has never given me a dime, he's never bought anything of mine where these other people have. And I've gotten wonderful testimonials from them about how they've helped them. And so that's where we go back to that whole repelling thing, and getting the right audience, you're going to have some people. If your if your attitude and your feeling and your personality and part of your branding is more casual, then that's okay. If, as long as you know you're going to offend some people, but if that's not the right customer for you, then that's okay. Let them go away. Exactly. I mean, you don't have the time, uh, money, or you know, inclination to want to deal with somebody and who wants to argue with you. And I spent too many years and too many sleepless nights and cried too many tears over people like that. And this is an example that I went through in my own business, in my photography business, is that I was working myself to the bone. I literally had just had a baby and I had to put her in you know, daycare during the day so I could deal with these clients. And I remember the one day dropping her off and she was crying, mommy, mommy, mommy. She was about you know, 14 months old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really wanted this baby and now I have this feel that this business is running me. I wasn't running mm-hmm. my business. And I remember having to deal, like I was so emotional that day thinking, I don't want to have to leave her there, but now I'm dealing with these clients. And then two out of three of those clients for the day were just absolute, I don't even use words, <laughs> you know, just arguing with me with Sprite Price, like, oh, I can't believe you want to charge that for photography. I'm like, mm-hmm. flipping heck, I'm sitting here providing you a great product <laughs> and service, and you want to argue with me about price? 
I tell you, that's when I got mad. I got so ticked off, I just felt like throwing them out on their ear. And I realized then I drew the line in the sand and I said, I am not dealing with these kind of people anymore. Mm-hmm. I will refuse to allow you know, the haters to bring me down because it is like you, know, you, you focus on this one negative comment and you start to forget about all the hundred other great ones. And I realized if, if I stopped worrying about what people thought of me who didn't really care about what it is I have to offer the world, I, do, I just need to tune it down. I just need to increase the volume on the people who do love what I have to say and figure out how I can serve them and help them better and make their lives better. That's when things start to work. You know, it's like you're on a date, you're now, you're now getting serious with this person. You're not going to worry about the wrong people. You are now going to really focus on building a deeper relationship. And I think that's really where, um, you know, the video comes in is creating that, de- you know, developing that relationship with the, your ideal customer. And if, say, for instance, they, they, they see a couple of your videos and they don't like you, then great, rather let them go somewhere else. They probably are a better fit somewhere else. But at least you've been able to establish that and you've been able to save yourself a, a whole lot of headaches and time by being able to show up being the real you and, you know, finding those gems that you're looking for. Right. So if somebody's just getting started, and they're like, okay, I get this. I, I want to try my first video. What, what would you say they start with? What would be the one thing that they could get out there and do to take action and get something video related out there for their audience? Definitely. Well, we all have smartphones, right? And mm-hmm. some of the best, most useful ways of making videos today, and this is something I'm switching over even with some of my um, behind-the-scenes kind of videos I'm doing, is just using my iPhone. A very simple $20 uh, tabletop um, tripod to keep it steady because you definitely want to have it steady mm-hmm. um, so you don't have like that kind of shaky feel. Periscope is great if you're not used to being on camera. It's really it's live, so it forces you to think on your feet, and, and then it's interactive. People can ask you questions because... Some people find it really hard to sit and just talk to themselves when there's no, you know, nobody on the other end. So that's why I feel Periscope is going to do so well is that it gives people who necessarily are maybe shy an opportunity to put themselves out there without feeling, um, you know, they have to do too much prep. The other thing is just always consider your lighting. You know, when I, I see videos, the simplest, easiest, cheapest form of lighting is natural window light. Like if you are recording a video on your iPhone or your iPad, um, make sure your face is, is facing an open open light. Like, um, you know, don't have uh, the light behind you because it creates a really bad contrast. You can't see your details. And a good rule of thumb is, you know, really just to think, can people see the color of your eyes? If there is no light in your eyes, it's very hard for people to connect with you because they don't really, they can't really see you and it almost comes across as you hiding your, fi- your face and almost like a bit shady. Mm-hmm. And then the third most important tip is your sound quality really needs to be good because, People can, can put up with like a scratchy looking video, but we cannot deal with scratchy sound. Like, you know, when you hear like the audio going in and out or, um, you know, it's like very faint or it's too sharp. It's like people's ears are so tuned that um, using great sound. Now, they've, uh, really, you just kind of need to go on Amazon. There's a really great tips and tools for using very um, cheap and affordable microphones. Like I was looking this morning, there's a little lavalier um uh, what's it called? The Lavalier Clip-On Omnidirectional Microphone. It mm-hmm. literally plugs into your iPhone. It's twenty four ninety five on Amazon. And you, what you do is you plug it in your phone. You then put the little clip on your lapel, and that'll really capture some great, um, you know, clear sound. And then the other thing is to be able to repurpose these videos. So you could use, think of it this way: have a, having a, a video strategy. You can create, like, say, and what people are doing is they they record it on Periscope, then they take say fifteen seconds out of that 
pop it on Instagram. Then take the audio, make it a podcast. You know, take out a, a few like a minute of it and and um, edit it down, or maybe just a, you know a, a full minute unedited. Stick that on Facebook because video is definitely what's going to separate the professionals and the, the real serious business owners from the wannabes mm-hmm. because it, it it totally elevates the perceived value of your content. You know, ebooks are great, but if you can even just teach your ebook to video, you could probably charge maybe ten times more than what you would for an ebook. So again, it's all the perception of value and positioning yourself as the expert using the tools that we have available today. Awesome, love it, and that's a very, very solid strategy right there. So, uh, do me a favor because we're gonna when we get this on there, do me a favor, email me that link to that lapel mic because I want to make sure we link that um, that one in the show notes for people. And sure. you know, I think I've got a tripod that I, I've recommended for people before, but that one definitely, if there's one that's designed for iPhone specifically and hopefully Android as well, um, then definitely I want to be able to share that with people because that is a very powerful tool. I can honestly say that I should probably pick one up myself. So, oh, definitely. It, and yeah. even lighting, like this morning, I was looking and I'm like, oh, I love these gadgets. I don't really mm-hmm. buy shoes. And that was a bad analogy earlier. <laughs> I buy gadgets. Like what I discovered mm-hmm. today is it's called the Lumi case. It's available for iPhones, um, and I think there's an Android version as well. It's 50 bucks. Okay, it's a little expensive for a phone, but it lights up. So for Periscope, I am so excited to get my hands on this baby, is you can actually literally have the case be a ring light. Now, a ring light in photography terms is a circular bit of light that really is directional on your face that lights up the eyes. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine? You could be hiding in your closet have this really cool little iPhone case that's going to give you some light and people can actually see you. Woohoo. Right. That is awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, so so send me the link to that one as well because we'll want to put these all in the show notes. So everybody go back uh, once you're listening to this, go back to drivingyourmarketing.com, do a search for Mamika and you'll be able to get all the show notes on this and we'll link to all these cool tools that she's talking about because I mean, seriously, this is this is a way to get started right away. And the cool thing is, like, Periscope is a great way to just get started. You know, it's something. It's very simple. You, your first your first Periscope, you may have two people watching. That's okay. You know, start with that, and then you'll grow over time. But it gets you comfortable. It gets you started with it. Exactly. And you know, talking of which, you need to watch my next Periscope, darling. I'm doing mine tomorrow. Um, as well, and I do them once a week. As part of, I have my own Facebook group called Brand Story Marketing, and I just—it's really just me offering great content based on people's feedback, like questions they have. You know, like if we have a certain topic we wanted to discuss, we'll we'll go over that. Last week was like, you know, uh, five tips for designing your business brand. Um, and and the great thing is, you know, you can start following other people. And I mean, some people go a little OTT, like are, are doing like five or ten scopes are down like girl I don't have time for that but you know I want to do them more often and I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to be using that more as a strategy like uh, filming my video podcast you know I'd be doing it as pre-records and then putting them on um, YouTube I'm actually going to start doing them and record them via Periscope live and then use them again and put them into YouTube and on my website so I, I can get you know people can watch them again right. and um, this is all, all the stuff that I'm going to be teaching in my course called Confident Video and there's actually a free um, video series if they go to confidentvideo.com. Very cool. And then I also have um, a, a toolkits available at my site called mamikacooney.com. You just need to search for my name. I'm everywhere on Facebook and online. And we have some great tools there. 
Awesome. Very cool. And we'll make sure we put that in the show notes as well. So Mamika, we are, we've, this has been an awesome, awesome conversation. You covered a lot of stuff and we kind of, we covered a bunch of different things, not just video marketing, not just branding, but we also talked about, you know, basic entrepreneurship. So I think it was a well-rounded show. Great conversation. I had so much fun with you. Um, Is there any last, you know, tips, tricks, resources, one last thing that you want to share with anybody before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, my biggest tip is just get started. Take the first steps. You know, we all cringe at our first attempts, especially like, you know, talking about putting ourselves out there in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, get started and just try. I mean, I look at my first original videos that I, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I seriously, I need to delete these. But you know what? They're still getting views mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, people want the content. And if we can really give people and, and show up in the world with an attitude of service, not just wanting to sell your stuff then you can really find, you get that great connection, you can build a tribe and community of people who love what you do and really grow your business by doing you know, things that you love with, right. Um, with the right tools. Awesome, very cool. So go ahead and give a link to your website one more time so we have that so everybody can, can follow you there. And of course, also, we will put all of this in the show notes as well. So if anybody wants to find it there, go back to drivingyourmarketing.com and you can get it. Definitely, yep. And mine is um, Mamika Cooney and it's spelled M-I-M-I-K-A. C-O-O-N-E-Y dot com. And uh, yeah, if you just search for my name on all, as I said, social media platforms, I'm there. But I like to hang up on, hang out on Instagram, Periscope, and Facebook. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Thank you so much, Mamika. This has been a blast. So much fun. And, you know, with me, I've told you this before. We've had a couple of really cool conversations just in the last couple of weeks that we really hit it off. But, you know, if there's anything that I can do to help you out, always reach out and let me know. Um, you know, I'm here for you anytime. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your time with and your knowledge with everybody else and helping people understand how easy this stuff really can be. Sure. My pleasure. Glad to be here. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening in. We appreciate that. Um, Hopefully, you got some amazingly cool, cool value out of this and learned some fun stuff. Do me a favor. Go to iTunes. You can actually go to the main website, drivingyourmarketing.com, and there's a little button there that clicks right through to iTunes. Do us a favor and leave a a review. Let us know. What did you think? Was this um, the type of stuff that you love hearing? What was your favorite part? And what are you going to get out and take action on? I love hearing those kind of things. And for everybody out there, uh, you guys know how to get a hold of me. I'm not hard to find. Feel free to reach out, connect with me in the social world, and get out there. Have an amazing rock star week, and we'll see you on the next show. Take care. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.